from deep between the couch cushions. In the last place you looked, it's the Lost Remote Podcast. And love is in the air. We're going to open up at a sixth grade Valentine's dance. No one wants to dance with little Jeremy Melton. He works through his crushes one by one. Some would rather die. Some just reject him. Till he gets to Dorothy, who kids call the fat one. And she decides she likes him enough to dance below the bleachers for a little makeout time. That becomes a problem when the kids gang up and ask her if uh, she's being attacked. And she sees the chance to save face and says, yeah, she's getting attacked. The kids call him pervert, beat him up. And that's the last we see of little Jeremy Melton. Now it's 13 years later and Valentine's is nigh. We see a close-knit group of gal pals from that school navigating the world of speed dating, oddly erotic video art exhibits, oddly sexual police interrogations, and a Valentine's party while one by one they get picked off because it looks like old JM is back for revenge. I'm joined by Zach and Brian as usual, and we're talking about the 2001 movie Valentine. Gentlemen, will you be my partners to talk about valentine sure wow i I guess i mean that's kind of an awkward uh (laughs) invitation i choose 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 you to be my co-host today so i know we referenced that episode last week with uh (laughs) my bloody valentine but you know what it's we're just rolling with it all the first two weeks this month why are you making it weird what uh valentine first off what do you think about the whole genre of just scream light slasher movies? I actually enjoy them. Uh, there was a whole bunch that came out around this time. You had this, you had, uh, I know what you did last summer. You had urban legends. So, I mean, there was a, there was a good bunch of uh, whodunit, you know, horror movies that came out right around this time. And I really enjoyed them all. So Brian, does it push through your just a guy? Like, do you, do you enjoy the, the genre in this format of the mid nineties, very early two thousand slasher. Well, like I said before, it, it, when, when it's just a guy, it becomes a thriller to me rather than a horror because sure. the supernatural nature of the events is non-existent. So this is still just a, just a guy um, in this movie, I thought there was, particularly in the beginning, our intro scene, our first kill, there was a bit of um, a little too much playfulness for someone who's just a regular guy. And he pays for it, you know, because he gets stabbed a little. And Like, if you're a regular guy, you should just go for the kill when you got it. And he had an ample chance at the beginning of the scare to uh, slice her throat, and he didn't. She had her back to him. Yeah, he, he took his time a little bit, but I really enjoyed how he uh, swapped bodies with her cadaver. That was awesome. For a second. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's the thing. So, Brian, That's a high-risk maneuver. Yeah, it's a yes. high-risk maneuver, but it, I think there's a flair for the torment, you know, with this. It's, it's personal. It's the whole thing. Um, and just to touch on the genre, like, I love the look of movies from this era you know like there's just that certain color tone of them there's a certain composition to a lot of the the shots and the looks and the way that people are i i don't know there's just always i 
I need to find the rest of the knockoffs. I think one of the know what you did last summers. I don't think I ever saw the third and some other stuff. Like even if they're bad, like I fondly remember this style now. Um, there but, was a third. I know what you did last summer. Yeah, I think it's I'll never forget. Uh, oh, I was I've talking never about seen it that. Somebody... I saw the. Yeah, I saw the. I saw the first two. Yeah, the so second I... one made me think I didn't want to see any more from it. But I've come around on my silly viewings, you know, from where I was in late high school and stuff like that. I think uh, that made most people decide they didn't want to see any more from it. <laughs> yeah. Was the second one. But yeah, just Brian, to your point, yeah, it's, I mean, right at the start. All right. So to set the stage, because um, we do that thing where we just like talk about it without painting the picture, you know, um, we follow my first, oh, it's that person. I had to look it up. It's Catherine Heigl as a oh, med student, you know, and well, I, she's about to put I a scalpel. Instantly, I instantly recognize Sarah Ryback. So, you know, from Under Siege 2. Oh, my God. I only watched Under Siege 2 once. Uh, yeah, well, that is plenty. Yeah. That was <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, Brian, to your point, like the, you know, she's there's the body laying a cadaver laying out to be... Uh, What's the old word when they're cutting it apart? Um, oh, there's an autopsy. Autopsy. Yeah. You know, so scalpel to the tummy, and the tummy starts to move. Very smooth tummy for what who we find out it is later, I would say. Um, but, yeah, right there, if this was a, you know, a medical student who wanted to just, like, get to work, I mean, that could have been a real good stabbing right there. Um, could have been a much yep. shorter movie. Uh, well, get... well, when it comes to the, you know, because you mentioned the playing with, you know, adding for the torment, right? Well, you got to sacrifice on your first kill if you're a regular guy. You just got to go for the kill, and then you can have more torment on the later victims. Like, oh, am I next? Am I next? Am I next? On this one, I think he just went. He he took too many risks. For my I have a theory taste. on that. I... I have a theory. Do you think ahead, he had already worked through some of the guys from sixth grade? Because I think this wasn't his first kill. I think this was him closing the circle up. What do you mean, closing the circle up? Well, so, you know, the yeah, there was the unrequited love from the sixth grade dance, but there's also the dudes that, like, you know, kicked his ass and called him pervert. Yeah, well, well I, I don't... If, if, if it, he did, those girls obviously didn't keep in contact because they had no idea it happened. Yeah. The point was the the main targets were the ladies. Yeah, agreed. I agree too. Uh, I think that Brian's onto something where he was a little too playful with her, and I think he steps back because the next few kills he is not playful like that with them. Nope. He does not he does not beat her out. I mean, he a little yeah. bit, but not anywhere to this extent yeah. of beating around the bush, especially his next kill. Um, but. I mean, what what did you think about the date at the beginning? Oh, I, yeah. I always, with, I always it, enjoy it when a guy references himself in the third person. Oh, a whole bunch. Is that the scariest Jason ever in a horror movie? Because he's got those, like, crazy eyes, and crazy he kind of pierces through. Like, I don't know if Voorhees quite reaches his level at times. Like, <laughs> um, I, <laughs> it's... I don't, you know, we find out later, and again, spoilers always in the, in our podcast, like we find out later, this isn't the killer, but possibly could have been. There's some allusion to, you yeah, know, he's, oh, he's obviously this, the red herring. Yeah, this movie was 
an abundant school of red herrings. Yes. Like, yep. For but in comparison to other films, anyway. But I feel like he probably killed somebody at some point. <laughs> like the Jason definitely killed someone, or at least yeah. as somebody's pet. Like he will yeah, kill I, again. I really saw that. I I could have believed that Jason was the killer in this, and I, you know, just just the conversation and the disappointment and how. Instantly, from being so self-absorbed to dickheadish, he turned whenever Catherine Heigl's just like, yeah, I'm going to leave. I'm out of here, because you Brian, referred to yourself in the third person all the time. Right. Um, Brian, to your point about red herrings, uh, how early on did you get it right? Did you say, all right, this is the one? Well, I think I'd seen the movie before, but mm-hmm. it was I wasn't paying attention. When I first saw it, I was like, well, I guess I'll just watch. I have to watch it now because I have to talk about it, you know. Um, oh, well, I actually was. It took a while, actually. I didn't I didn't I wasn't going for a red herring. Like, I was just like, I know all I know is I could identify a red herring. This one yeah. pulls a double swap on the red herring. I was like, oh, red herring. And then I was like, wait a minute. Now. He is the killer, and the the one who's dead is a red herring. This this is skipping all the way to the end of the movie, by right. the way, folks. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but um, yeah, I was uh, uh, I was like, this this movie tries to throw you off a bit, a lot, you know. It's like, oh, this is this is this guy's creepy. This guy is a creep. This guy's a creep, you know, and then. It's not like the ladies are making themselves look good anyway. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I they, felt kind of like I, I was when I was the first 20 minutes, I was like, is this like a recruitment video for MGTOW here? What is going on? For what? MGTOW. Do you not know what that is? No, no. <laughs> it's called it's it's uh, like I think it's anagram or whatnot, but it's um, it's uh, not anagram, but uh, it's men going their own way. Looking it up now. <laughs> yeah, it, possibly because I mean, none of the women in this movie make very good choices. Well, it's not about their choices. Like the 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 main girl is actually pretty much the only real decent one among them all. Yeah, that's a good point. I mean, Kate is yeah, pretty, Kate pretty good, but yeah, I mean, like all of her friends make terrible choices, and like I really like uh, who's that Lily. Whenever you first are introduced to adult Lily and she's um, all gung-ho watching uh, date videos, trying to meet somebody. And then you find out she's in a relationship with Max yeah. and then is upset when Max tries to bring in a third person. I'm like, you were literally just looking for people to date right, right before this party. And you're pissed off that he's yeah. looking for people to date. Let me ask you that. Oh, go ahead. A lot of these ladies, except for Kate, is are, are, are always like, okay... I got I got somebody, but when's the next upgrade? You know, mm-hmm. they're like, yep. it's that kind of thing. It's very. Yeah, well, I want to talk about the art show a little more in a bit because I I don't know that scene's kind of fun. But since we're talking about the red herrings, when she's there with her artist dude, and the girl comes up in the back and is you know trying to be the third. Did you think we were looking? I I almost felt like there was a red herring there, and we were looking at a terror train situation. That's what I'm talking about. This movie, mm-hmm. you know, the ladies, a lot of the ladies aren't 
portrayed very well. And I don't recall any of the guys being 100% portrayed very well. Like, the one who no. actually came the closest was the detective. And he had one moment... Like, well, I mean, except for one... I'm just moment, laughing at the detective in general. No. Yeah, except for one moment, he was exceptionally professional. Yeah, he... <laughs> and he was very unprofessional in that moment. <laughs> well, I mean, it's not like it helped. It's no shock no. that Paige was the one he hit on. Because she's always... You know, she she flashes the eyes at everybody. Well... <laughs> So I was I watched this this weekend on my he- on my VR headset with my buddy in San Antonio, <laughs> and you know we we don't talk the whole time, but we do do it as kind of like a, a fun viewing. And uh, when the police officer's like, "We need to talk," and I'm like, "She's like about what?" And I'm like, "About your unanswered daddy issues." And like I didn't think <gasps> the scene was gonna go where it went, and then it did. You know, with him throwing his hand on her lap and stuff like that, or on her leg and stuff, like. That was just weird. Um, no, I, I totally saw that scene going exactly where it went as soon as he ushered Kate out the door to be yeah. alone with Paige. Yeah. It, I mean, there was two things that either came through my mind. Like, he is going to hit on her, or he's thinks she's uh, really involved with the killer or something. You know, those were the two things. And I was just like, yeah, I think he's going to hit on her. And then yeah. he did. But yeah, he's like the pushing 50 detective investigating this, uh, you know, string of you know, murders amongst friends and he's still taking the time to, you know, shoot his shot with Denise Richards, well, which well, they, they only know at this point in time about one murder though. They only oh, yeah, know the other about, girls in LA. About, yeah. Yeah. About, um, Shelly. They don't know that Lily's gone yet. So yeah, she's yeah. In I LA. think Lily's in LA. She was supposed to have flo- flown back to LA at that point. Yeah. So getting back on so track. This, Mr. Oh, Inappropriate Detective. Uh, no, um, so you didn't ask. I The killer turned out to be who I was hoping it would be from just mm-hmm. seeing who was in the movie, but I didn't place it for eh, probably about halfway through is when I kind of really started suspecting because they were overly showing how good of a person he is like try, or how hard he's trying to be better and stuff like that. Yeah. So I was like, oh, yep, yeah. that's him. I kind of figured just based on the casting, but yeah. what was funny was I kept going like, man, it feels like they're going to subvert it right at the end. And in my head, I start thinking about this director. And have you guys both seen Urban Legend? I probably have. Okay. I won't go too far into detail with the ending, but based on that ending, I was like, all right, we might get one more, you know, yoink or something. And so when the mask gets pulled off and it winds up being Dorothy under the mask, I just let out, I was just like, dude, I like 60% knew it. <laughs> like, and I, did, I didn't think it was maybe going to be her, but just in general, like one more little thing. And then, I, I'm like, and then as soon as I like that it. stood up, I was like, oh no, I was wrong again. <laughs> I knew it the, when I knew uh, Agent Booth was the killer. Special Agent Booth. <laughs> killer. That is Angel. When, <laughs> we'll, no, we'll remember in the movie, that. they say he's no angel. Hello. But, um, I knew it when he unloaded the gun. I was like, if if that is, if it's the if it's the chick who's supposed to leave the house, I forget her name. She's, Dorothy. She's probably not. Yeah, Dorothy. If it's if Dorothy's the one unloading, then it's the real killer getting shot. If it's not Dorothy, whoever's doing the unloading is the killer, because really he he's only been questioned. Like he unloaded. Yeah, like, Un- 
loaded. Uh, not one, a, a couple of shots, yeah, okay, you're not the killer. But the entire pistol, he didn't yeah. want any more bullets in that gun. Yeah, he. I thought that that was uh, the false flag, especially whenever he hit her, like, eight, fired eight shots and was eight times center mass. Like, huh, this guy shoots a lot, and so that's, you know, I didn't think, I thought... Uh, Dorothy was the, uh, you know, the false flag there. I didn't think that there was any way that she was actually the killer. Yeah. I was like, whoever's in that behind that mask is not the person who did it. It's the, it's the guy with the gun. He was the one. Yeah. It was a big setup. Cool. Yep, so that yep. was the movie. I guess we can. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. <laughs> no, no, no. You're, I wanted to. I, you're I the one the... that skipped to the end. There's an abundance of red herring. So I was just there curious is. about yeah. when you guys yeah, some, thought you something knew. Just talk about unto itself. Yeah. Yes. Um, <laughs> Go ahead, Zach. Oh, no, I was just going to say, I mean, like, I was, I, one thing I really enjoyed about this was, uh, I mean, this has a lot of people who were pretty, I mean, not maybe big, but they were in a lot of stuff around this time. Like we said, you have Denise Richards, you have uh, Catherine Heigl, and this is before she really blew up, but she was in a lot of stuff in the 90s and the early 2000s. Then you had uh, David Boreanaz, who was, you know, obviously Angel from Buffy. Then you had... Marley Shelton, who was Chloe from Bubble Boy. So, uh, you know, there was a, a bunch of people that actually put a pretty good ensemble cast to push this thing forward. Denise Richards had already been a nuclear in a scientist lot of stuff. in a Bond movie. Yeah. Well, <laughs> no, she had already been a nuclear scientist in a Bond movie at this yeah, point. Yeah, I know. Now, she'd already also been in Loaded Weapon 1. Okay, but let's let's talk about the good stuff because Denise Denise is a big, uh, I'm a big fan of Denise's from my teenage years. Uh, I do you watch Wild Things on repeat? Not on repeat. I mean, <laughs> I definitely the story was good. I the story's good movie. in Wild Things. I really um, but no yeah. Starship Troopers, man. Yeah, like Carmen. Mm. You know how many times I'd seen Starship Troopers by the you know. By when this would have come out, and yeah, like this, I watch Starship Troopers all the time, um, and uh, I had a huge, huge Denise Richards crush, which is why it's weird that I did not watch this movie when it came out. But like I said, didn't really have friends, I guess, that were going to these. She's in an episode of Eerie, Indiana. I need to rewatch those episodes. Um, but. Uh, did you ever see the episode she was uh, in on uh, Saved by the Bell? No. It's during well, the probably, uh, but I didn't. It was the new class. So no. no, it's during the oh. oceanfront stuff, like the you know the summer. Oh where yeah, Slater saves her. Yeah, she acts like she's <laughs> drowning, so Slater will give her mouth to mouth. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, also, big fan, oh. big big fan of Drop Dead Gorgeous. Like yes. she is unbelievably genius in that movie. I. And I know she gets the beautiful idiot role, and she probably maintained a certain level of beautiful idiot. But somebody pointed out the other day, like Starship Troopers, Tammy and the T Rex, <laughs> Drop Dead Gorgeous, Valentine is like she's a cult queen. Yeah, she is yeah. a cult queen, and it's kind of sad. Like, it, I guess I was kind of like, you know what? When did she drop off? Did that correspond with? marrying you know charlie sheen. sheen yeah and for yeah. the type of movies i watched it it really does like i looked into it and you know she had she had kids she had a family there was a couple years where they seemed pretty happy so good on her
But like, I loved the movie she was making. Uh, but, you know, really dropped it gorgeous in Starship Troopers. Like, she is, that's why she was on loop whenever I'd be watching movies. I don't, I don't know about you guys, but. Um, well, I hope you weren't too jealous during this movie. You said my name a lot. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit. I don't know. Maybe, maybe. Uh, maybe she, you can show her a surprise. Yeah. We're gonna talk about that stuff later. She's great in this. Uh, like I love how they call her out at the uh, at the funeral when she's wearing. You know, like, <laughs> yeah, that's good stuff. It's black, it's but it's it was like a, it uh, is a corset. A corset. <laughs> no sleeves. Uh, that was that was how you mourn. I like. Yeah. So, <laughs> she's great. Uh, she's got a big set of teeth that she talks every you know, line in. They're just like perfect teeth that she speaks behind. And uh, she she seems to know what men want and has fun with it in this movie. I, I like her character, that it's a little playful and not... Like, at first, they try to, like, portray her as, you know, just the, the group tramp or whatever. But it, she seems to, like, almost do, like, the Black Widow thing, like, lure men in and then screw with them. Yeah, kind of like, yeah. And I, my, I my observation, fun. my observation of the guys in this who hit on her and and whatnot is like they don't know how to follow up to a lady mm-hmm. like her. It's like with the detective and with Brian, like, but both situations could have been salvaged, but they didn't say the right thing. Both of them did. Yeah, she. I, I don't think the detective situation would have ever been salvaged because I uh-huh. think she had no interest in that detective. Uh, it, hey, you know, don't make her to be out to be shot shallow. Now, I'm not. Just, I'm not saying she's shallow. I'm just saying she had no interest in him. The Brian guy was he was golden in, in a good way until he uh, came to the party and just like, hey, let's go upstairs so I can show you my penis. Yeah. When I was looking at that, that situation was that's arguably lame. No, no, yeah, no but, he, but, but he would have been. He could have he salvaged been, the entire situation. Oh, I don't think he could have salvaged the situation after he said, "I'm going to show. I brought you up here to show you my junk." I think with that, she was done, and no. she just realized he was kind of a pig, and she didn't want anything Twitter. to do with him. They did a second movie together, or they were in the same movie a second time. I was looking at who he was, and both he and Denise were in the movie Blonde and Blonder. <laughs> wow good so good. in case anybody saw that one i'm not sure how much screen time they share again but they're both in the same movie <laughs> but yeah we won't uh, be covering that one <laughs> i do i do like the twist of the like come upstairs i got a surprise for you and she's like okay what's the surprise he just drops his pants oh your penis like <laughs> yeah i like i think i wrote it down the exact way hilarious um, <laughs> I think that was one of my quotes that I glommed onto. You uh, know, honestly, watching this, I thought uh, Paige might have been in it with Jeremy because she didn't eat any of the chocolate whenever mm-hmm. it came to. to yeah, Lily. she passed on. Like she, she passed on the sugar. Yeah, she. Um, whenever her uh, the creep uh, Kate's creepy neighbor gets killed in the apartment, she's upstairs in the bathroom when Kate comes home. Mm. So I was thinking maybe she was, uh, you know, we had like kind of like a little scream deal where we had two killers that were going yeah. after her. Nah. 
Uh, well, I did, you know, I, well, plus she seems pretty know. unfettered by events. Yeah, and yeah. I didn't know if she, maybe she met Jeremy later on and really regretted her decisions. And yeah, maybe that was the one who had to surprise her. Okay, yeah. So he, yeah. you know, he brings her up there, and her quote is, "You brought me up here to show me your penis. That's so sweet." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so talk about this. What what did you guys think of the different like set pieces? Because it seemed like there was just a couple. Like the speed dating, the art show, the party, and then really just Dorothy's house a little bit. What do you guys think of the speed dating? I thought the speed dating was hilarious. I really like how uh, Paige picked up Brian at the speed date, even though he was talking to Kate. Yeah. You know, you had your 60 seconds. Well, I had 40 and you stole my last 20. (laughs) But I thought that was pretty fun. And. I don't know. I I like the speed dating aspect of it, even though like apparently Kate and Adam just break up. But you know, did any of you ever do any speed dates. dating? I know Zach, you wouldn't have. Brian, <sighs> just... no, I wouldn't have. I've been in the same person for like seventeen years. So yeah. Oh, well, that's a lewd. <laughs> what? <laughs> it's you not like you've been, been in, in the, the same, same person. person. Been with the same. That's a, I mean, I'm I'm not a I have no problem with lewdness, obviously, but you know, okay, well, I, I I did, yeah. So so last week I did my uh my my every year Groundhog Day gimmick, which is just to post the same quotes from Groundhog Day multiple times a day, and then for a few days do that, and then kind of progress through the, you know, like midway and then the end. But I went last year, so I have pictures from Punxsutawney. And this year I posted the photos, you know, being there with the same quotes I would do every year. And about the second day, you know, there's a picture from the, the, the celebration. And a coworker of mine posted, you went within me? Question mark, exclamation mark, exclamation mark. Not without me, within me. And then with a very confused post. So I immediately texted her and I said, hey, we're going to go with phrasing here. <laughs> so, Zach, you haven't been in the same girl for 17 years, but with. <laughs> Got to watch that phrasing. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? Uh, I thought I said with, so anyway. Uh, it, moving the two on. of us heard. I don't know. We'll check the tapes. No, I'm I'm certain. All right, so the he art meant, he meant to say he meant to say in the same relationship, but he it, yeah, it scrambled or in love for seventeen years, probably. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's <laughs> what I meant. <laughs> so Brian, no uh, speed dating. No, I no, I have not uh, participated yeah, in speed dating. Uh, art exhibit. What? <laughs> Is that a? It's a bit of a time capsule of some almost hacker style or you know anytime you try to do something artsy or cool get a bunch of tvs and weird stuff going on everywhere what'd you think of the art show well i was really glad that aj from empire records followed his dream and became an artist (laughs) (laughs) so but it yeah it was creepy it was it was weird i i don't i mean what do you i guess i was what do you like to do what do you, you keep talking? I'm just going to do the yeah, art. I, thing. I, I want all the guys to love the left me. and all like, the girls to the right or whatever it was. I was just saying, what do you like to do? Love <laughs> me. Love <laughs> me. 
<laughs> it's just creepy. I, I I don't know. I mean, it was. Well, I I like how they made fun of him after the fact for it. It was crappy art. Yeah, it was well, like I a just... sex cult indoctrination or something. <laughs> you know, <laughs> just like, seemed like standard modern art to me. Yeah. Oh, here we go. Love me. Yeah, I I I think you could have started a commune with anybody that liked the exhibit though. <laughs> but I did think it was a cool set piece for a killer thing, and then you got a cool, mm-hmm. you know, Cupid's arrow kill out of it. Um, you know, yeah, that's that. That should also have been the giveaway of who the killer was at the end. Whenever you get all them shots in her mask, because he hit the three arrow shots mm-hmm. almost in the same spot mm-hmm. on Lily. But yeah, and, and, and a, agent, you know, special agent Booth is is a sniper. Yeah, he nailed he nailed uh, what was. <laughs> <laughs> Oh yes, he he hit her three times. Pretty pretty close pattern there, you know. On a wrong Amy from Boston or whatever her name was in a road trip. Mm-hmm. Was that? Oh wow, that's the actual girlfriend. Or no, that's no, no, okay. No, that's, that's the Austin, that's Massachusetts. The one that, yeah, that's the Boston okay. one. That one that trashes out that's the boyfriend's hilarious. car. Uh, I think he went to Austin, Massachusetts. Do you mean Boston? Yeah, that was it. To this day, you know, if I'm talking about, like, when I went to Boston, I was like, yeah, I'm heading up to Austin, Massachusetts. Or, I'll go, you know, my sister lives in Austin, <laughs> Texas. And I'm like, yeah, I'm going down to Austin, Massachusetts. It still throws people off. I, I always love that quote. The, the quote from Road Trip I really like is when you're saying something and you, like, you're, and you maybe give the wrong fact or whatever. And someone points it out. It's like, oh, you want to give the tour? Smartass. <laughs> <laughs> uh so yeah, let's keep talking about Road Trip because that is a great movie. <laughs> I mean, I I enjoy it. I I watch it was on a lot in college. Like, you know, like life it's almost easier when you only have like six DVDs because you know, you're like, oh, this is the one I have on when I'm studying, this is the one that's on when I'm waking up or whatever. Uh, and Road Trip was one of the few that I started out with in the collection. Uh I this movie it's got a good style to it. Like, I, I think there's a little bit in between second and third acts where it loses a weird little, like a little bit of gas, but overall like some really great, great kills, some fun unrolling, you know, they, like we said, they probably try to run the red herring a little too much, but yep. of the kills, like, what do you want to call out? Cause there's, I don't know. There's some fun here. I like beating the perv neighbor with the, uh, yeah. Talk about Gary. <laughs> Tell people about Gary. Rhyming Gary. Yeah. <laughs> it's Gary's uh, Gary. Scary Gary. Kate. Yeah. And whenever she comes outside her apartment and he sees her, he always rhymes with her name. You're late, Kate. Date, Kate. You know, stuff like that. And uh, so we cut to about halfway through the movie and um, the killer goes into Kate's apartment. And what does he find? Gary trying on Kate's underwear. <laughs> and then he is beaten to death with the iron. Let me ask you a question about the uh, underwear thing. Since it's later revealed that Boreans is the killer, and he makes the joke about being the one who's trying on her underwear because he likes the feel, I think he wasn't joking. I think he was telling the truth, and he was sneaking in there and also trying on her underwear. Yeah, probably. Him and Gary had a pact. Only one in a pair of panties at a time. Yeah, I think he was pissed now, at Gary, Gary for stealing his shit. Gary was doing the underwear. He was doing the stockings as well. Yeah. Yeah. Paying attention. 
I, I'm not dangerous. I'm sick. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Gary said it's not my fault. I'm sick or whatever. Oh, I'm so good. Poor Gary. I mean, he's terrible and he deserved to die. But poor Gary. <laughs> At least he knew he was a creep that deserved it. Yeah, that needed help. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, uh, so the killing of uh, Richard from Dick. I was gonna say <laughs> that was another that that guy was Campbell, uh, <laughs> pre-med Dick from, from Van, Van Wilder. Wilder. Yeah, his whole oh. thing. It's fun to have like an early two thousands thing where it's like, what's he doing? Oh, he's doing internet company stuff. You know, like, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I know it's something people still have but it was just so funny to have like what's he working on i don't know some internet thing you know yeah what's his man website? dated what was his website uh man, i don't know like, it probably wasn't even real. Or like that. no it was like a burn it was like sore loser.org or you know like she was like her helpless loser.com it was about robbing her yeah robmeblind.com or something <laughs> stupid like that but yeah there was this woman that showed up at the art exhibit yep. the <laughs> ex who the, the necklace was taken from that he gave to dorothy but all right so dorothy the girl who pretty much the catalyst for this whole thing the one who yeah. did go ahead and accept a dance from mr melton and then you know turned on him they didn't dance. They just, oh, I guess they did. They they I scooted mean, they, a bit right underneath the bleachers. They they, they shuffle, shuffle, side kiss, to side. Kiss. Yeah. That's right. But they called her. They called. Did pervert attack buffalo? Oh, yeah. I wanted to reach through and choke those kids. That's what I'm saying. Those other kids needed to die at some point. Um, but Dorothy's living large. Uh, I did not mean a pun, but she's a rich kid. We find out. Yeah. You know, and there's the weird why was there no payoff to the stepmom thing? Like at the beginning, like at the house, she has a little fight with her stepmom, who she gets a great line in where she calls her a mail order bride from hell. Yeah. And then her dad walks down and the stepmom is mad about it, goes, She called me a mail order bride from hell. And like what's funny is the dad doesn't be like he doesn't say anything about like, well, that's not true or something. And like I think the only thing he was going to defend her on was like, well, you're not from hell. Like, yeah. <laughs> you know? you got to be not, you can't say things like that to my wife. And then yeah. you don't know what the stepmom says back because she's speaking, you know, a different language than Dorothy speaks. So but he doesn't even like take the time. time. If it's not a mail order bride, I think you would specify she wasn't a mail order bride. I think yeah. she yeah. was, but just not from hell. Yeah. I, I like how Dorothy and her dad fall into the trap of people just using them for their money for to be their significant other for a short time. Sure. If things weren't cut short, it'd probably be a circle circle there. <laughs> like father, like daughter, I guess, huh? Yeah. And then she had to die. Mm-hmm. Uh, the dance seems to be almost more than a third of or the party at the at Dorothy's house at the end. So that's where we're going to frame the, the final act is all at Dorothy's mansion house party for Valentine's, which seems like a weird crew of people. Like she doesn't seem to know people there. None of them seem to know people there except for their dates. Right. Like, yeah, I don't know how they would have that because they, you never really see them talking to anybody else, but each other. And the, their dates or whatever, but they don't 
like even when they're at the art exhibit or anywhere, they're they're not really talking to anybody else. They're just kind of in, you know, an inclusive group to me. And so I don't see how there'd be, you know, 200 people at this party unless they, you know, threw up an ad on, I don't know what would have been big back then. Uh, and they're not even college students to recruit yeah. at that point. Like, yeah, uh, they're all out of college. I mean, Shelly's the only one still in school and she dies. But we just need that cool party scene for a bunch of kills at the end. Mm-hmm. Uh, which, I gotta talk about the Denise Richards in the hot tub kill. Uh, what was it she said as a sixth grader? Like, I'd rather my skin... I'd rather boil- be boiled alive. Rather be boiled alive. Uh, there's a couple of things that hit right on the head. You know, when she takes home dude upstairs and he says, you know, to wax it, she waxes it with candle wax and then... Yep. Um, the... <laughs> talk about the killer being playful takes the time to, you know, get her arm bleeding to where it makes it a red tub to where it's Valentine's appropriate, and then gets her cooking by throwing the drill into the water. Uh, I I think the uh, reason why he was going to hurt her first before he threw the drill in, like, it didn't, I don't know if it it just didn't occur to him to throw the drill in at first. <laughs> yeah, I think <laughs> I, I think it was in, improv, improv there. Yeah, I think he was trying to go through to to drill her out, you know, with <laughs> and then yeah. he just realized, "Yeah, this is taking too long." I think he wanted the color and I think he remembered the boiled alive. I don't know. I think I think he was yeah. I think he was a modern artist there, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going I'm going with Zach on this one. He had, he had to improvise. He was like, "Oh, this isn't working." Yeah. Yeah, this is you taking know. too long. I've stabbed through here eight times and touched her once. Well, <laughs> so yeah. None none of the uh like he made promises that he never kept in the movie. Like you're they're gonna need to use dental records to identify you. Not true. You know. He he <laughs> he wasn't It was in playful was, Valentine form though, so you yeah, know, you gotta tell yeah, the people he, that. Yeah. It's just like uh eh. He never fell. He well, followed through I, on that. It's just like I, I don't. I don't know. They may have had to use uh, dental records to identify Lily because we never know if she's discovered dead by the police. No, that wasn't the one. Who was it? Was it Kate? It was Do- Dorothy. Oh, Dorothy. Dorothy. Yeah, she was, no, yeah, she was the one who got the message about needing dental records. The other one, it was uh, with Lily. I guess was. Um, be careful, you are what you eat, or whatever. Yeah, and that's how yeah. skin deep, or whatever. Yeah. But, you know, I think that uh, um, then the kill after, well, I guess, it, yeah, it was after Paige, wasn't it, where he kills the uh, the intruder, or whatever, the girl coming to rob Campbell, his ex-girlfriend, right. and... Oh, get her stuff. Man, out. yeah, that was... That's pretty vicious. Where he slam breaks, throws her through the shower, and then slams her face on the broken glass. Yeah, I thought that, that was, was before. One. It was. I think it, you're right, Brian. I think it was right before. Yeah. I I think it's funny. So talking about the page thing, where she likes to mess with people, like she throws up her her beauty and stuff as like a a play. Like she knows someone's creeping on her in the hot tub. And what does she do? She grabs a rose and starts walking around a room where she can't see anybody. Do you want to be my Valentine? To whoever's been creeping on her in there. You know, and it and it turns on her, but 
don't know. You just made me yeah. think about that part of her character. Um, yeah, and uh, how about the confrontation a little bit uh, after that between uh, Dorothy and Kate, where you know Dorothy has literally known Campbell for a week, and he comes to move in with her, and is stealing, trying to steal everything from her dad and her, as opposed to sh- she knows him better than Kate knows Adam, which. Apparently so, she might have, but you know, at the during the story, you're like, yeah, there's no way in hell. So I watch I, I watch Superstore, and there's a character on there, Justine, who's a bit of a, a, a unlucky in love, bit of a sad sack. And a couple weeks ago, they were trying to find the new spot where employees were going to make out, and they figured the easiest way was to give Justine a note from a secret admirer. Yeah. Like to meet up in a few. Did you see this episode? Yeah. Yeah. So where they're going to meet up, you know, in like three hours in this secret location. And in that time, she's telling people about how she has a boyfriend. But and they're like, really, who is it? She's like, well, he wants to keep it anonymous, you know, which is great. But I'd like to find out who he is at some point. I'd like, yeah, I'd like to learn his name too. And, and then that <laughs> afternoon, you know, they bust her going in there and they're like, ah, that's where it is. And she's like, so it wasn't real? Like this whole time? And they're like, yeah, this whole like three hours, it wasn't real. What am I going to tell my parents? You know, like, like so. and that seems like Dorothy's relationship with Campbell. Like, yep. I he knows me. He knows everything about me, like my my pin number and my bank account and he my middle initials. He knows everything except for where my father was born. Yeah, he knows my mother's maiden name. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, she picked the wrong don't, horse. Don't ask me where friendship. I was born. Just transfer the money. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I I rewatched the final uh, bit because I was trying to watch how they played the 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 switcheroo, and I do think it's funny that like Boreon's superpower is that he can do quick changes with ease. You know, anytime you have the just a guy killers who are in the costume and they're not. Before I think he already had her. Tied up and ready to go whenever Kate was, uh, you know, after the cop is dead. And this is when I was really confirmed of who the killer was when the uh, the IOU love or TLC or whatever. No, when the cops decapitated and thrown in the outside pond, um, that's when I knew who the killer was. And I was like, oh, they might try to do a switch, but that's who it is. But I think whenever Kate discovered that, I think that Adam or, you know, Jeremy, who we now know at the end of the movie, I think he's already got Dorothy and he's already got the mask and the clothes on her. And I think she's strategically placed for. Yeah, you you can see the framing of it. When I watched it again, you can almost see hands like you can't see the hands. But the way she comes out at her, you could tell she's just like thrown at, you know, Yeah, which I think is cool, like going like it held up. You know, for as as many times that they tried to give you the switcheroo, when I watched it, that that ending a second time, I was like, okay, that holds that holds water for me because the way she gets thrown out of there and comes lunging at her, it would have taken them down the stairs and stuff like that. Like it was, yeah, it was perfect for, as far as that goes. Um, and she's just holding the gun. She gets hit. You know, obviously the gun drops and they both go back. Or Kate goes backwards. Dorothy follows her. They go down the stairs. And where I also knew that Dorothy wasn't the killer was when they established that Jeremy had nosebleeds whenever he would get scared or excited or whatever at the beginning of the movie. And after it, when everybody's getting killed, his nose bleeds a little bit. And then when, you know, Dorothy didn't have that history. So what did she just pick it up? She just has the same similar, um, you know, tick or whatever. Well, that, that well what about, has. what about Billy Loomis? 
What about Billy Loomis? We didn't watch Scream this He's week. He's probably the killer. <laughs> okay. Nah, nah, this, nah, I'm just making a joke because, like, as like we've been talking about, this movie has so many red herrings. The even mm-hmm. even the IOU note was a red herring. Yep. Because it, they wanted you to be like, oh, okay, that he must be the killer. And then it cuts to him being creepy-ish, you know, just drunk, you know. And it's like, oh, but he's not doing anything. Is he the killer? Like, it, they just kind of throw it off and this and that. See, I don't I don't actually think he was drunk. I think he no, had no, no, great no, no. staging he was, he where he knew that they, he was waiting for them to come in and he was taking that drink. Oh, yeah. So it made it seem like he fell off the yeah. wagon so she would. The alcoholism is was a, a total play on his part. But, yeah, and I yeah. think Real- it was just so Kate would be pissed and he was free to go around and kill people. Real Without quick on the nosebleeds thing. I think if this was movie had been made in the 80s, <clears throat> I think it would have wound up being Dorothy and the nosebleeds would have gotten explained by like, she knew, you know, Melton got put in the hospital and then he later like killed himself or whatever. And the stress from that makes her do the same thing. Like you can easily pass on a trait like that to a killer. Yeah. I think it could have been explained, but like the person was always so intimidating I, I really mm-hmm. like the design of the Valentine killer. It was almost like a headless horseman, you know, or in the wrong holiday type of thing. Because mm-hmm. the way the, the framed, it was almost that, uh, it was almost like the Goomba from the Mario Brothers <laughs> movie, shoulders wise, yeah. with like the little cherub head on. Yeah, I, I thought it was really cool. Well, and another thing that you could have, if you paid attention at the beginning of the movie, you would have realized that Dorothy wasn't the killer. I don't think Dorothy was a foot and a half taller than yeah, no, nah, it's you know Catherine Heigl. No, no. It's a tough switch for sure. Yeah, so that's that's instantly where I was like, nope, I, that's bullshit. You could always do I double mean, killer though. We, yeah, we, I, that's where we, I thought we, it was going. I actually thought that it and maybe Billy Loomis. Killers. Yeah, that's right, Billy and Stu. But maybe yeah. there was two killers actually in it, and then that um. He just didn't want to actually work with. Could have been in on it. Yeah, and he didn't want to. You know, he pinned it on her, so he was able to freely go throughout his life or whatever. uh, You know, with Kate. But um, so yeah, I mean, I I just wasn't sold on uh, Dorothy was the killer. And then, luckily for us, thirty seconds later, so no, Dorothy wasn't the killer. Brian, any other thoughts on uh, the main overall arc of Valentine? We're going to start moving forward into our other aspects here. I mean, I think it tried a little too hard on some of the mystery of the event. It it, it just didn't... I couldn't enjoy it enough because of that. I was like, oh, it keeps trying to make me second guess or like sometimes that's okay at a certain point in the movie but it just does it too often sure played out it's 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 fine if it does it too brian if it executes it well yeah this one i don't think um it fell a little short on execution that's kind of what i like i mean we don't mention plot holes at all in our podcast but i think i think a lot of the (laughs) there's some motivational problems in the movie not so much with the killer but just a lot of contrivance in here but that's sure. okay yeah. i guess it's a movie what are you gonna do and it's one of the uh, yeah it just kind of fits in that genre a little bit i yeah. feel like zach what about you just overall anything else you want to call up uh you know the one thing i um for a movie that pretty much tells you 
who the killer is right off the bat. If you're paying attention, you notice Jeremy's nosebleeds and the killer's nosebleed when he kills uh, Catherine Heigl at the very beginning or Shelly, whatever her character name was. If when you notice that it's, you kind of know pretty much who the killer is. You just don't know what they look like anymore. So, yeah. Well, I wonder if, if she just kissed him, if he would have started spinning around. <laughs> if, she had, if he had a thrown train his, uh, style. Yeah. <laughs> And then jumped out of a train and landed on the bank instead of the river. <laughs> so there goes our sequel. <laughs> oh, real quick, did you get a little Nightmare on Elm Street vibe at the beginning, the uh, the morgue kill when she's hiding in like the body bags and stuff? I thought it felt, or at least like Freddy versus Jason. The yeah, I thought that was cool. Yeah, uh, I I really like how the killer found out where she was by you know what I'm just gonna stab everything. Yeah, yeah. that was like me playing Friday the Thirteenth whenever like. You know someone's in the cabin with all the bunks. There's one of them with a whole, like six beds in a row. And I'll yep. just you just stab them all. See what see what comes up. Uh, so Brian, sweet treats can't be I the mean, chocolates this time. They had maggots. No, no, no. I mean the ladies. I mean the sweet treat. But I will mention um, the cast of women in this are all extremely attractive. It would not take much to be the ugly one in this group. You could have like a slight deviation somewhere, but um, no, all the ladies were well above average on beauty, but that is not the sweet treat. I guess if you were paying attention to the beginning of the movie, among with other clues in the movie, where this movie takes place, and it's, uh, what was it, San Francisco. Yep. And there's mention of, and and it, it it's geographically correct because spent uh the main couple the killer and the good uh kate um took a, a nice three-day weekend near in lake tahoe which is close enough it's a it's actually pretty it looks like it's a pretty long drive but if you're gonna make a weekend of it would they have driven well. past a ski town with a blob in it by any yes. chance or wrong direction no, it's actually it's absolutely the same part of California. <laughs> <That's awesome. laughs> uh, they yeah, nice. uh, yeah, it's it's yeah. They tell you where the movie takes place because they never really mention it. That I don't think um, the detective never mentions what department he's with. You know, I'm with the uh, San Francisco PD. No, 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 no. But uh, at the beginning of the movie, among all the other clues of where this takes place, it just tells you flat out on the yearbook in 1988. Or was it 89? Junior high yearbook or middle school yearbook that it's a uh, San Francisco. Oh, okay. I have something to add on to that, Brian. Go for it. If you pay attention to the opening credits of the movie and based on the reactions from um, that he gets and the reaction he gives back to the girls he hits on in Shelly, Lily, Paige, Kate, and then Dorothy, you actually know who's going to die. Which one? Which of the five are going to die? And you should be able to discern which one's going to live, because the four that give him negative reactions or do something bad to him all are killed. Yeah. And Kate, who just says maybe later, he's all excited and she's getting to live. I don't think Kate was ever in any danger in this movie. No. I think she was 100% safe the whole time. And so, yeah. Oh, I, 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 I didn't consider that a hidden sweet treat. I, fi I figured everyone was going to pick up on that quite, quite. A bit. I meant to check back later because I lost track of which yep. kid was. You know which adult, but I figured yeah. it was something like that. Oh no, yeah, that, I didn't one, know if that would hit you like a truck at the beginning of the movie. I was like, oh, yeah, me too. That's exactly what I found. Thought she too, said maybe I saw later, this. and that's it. 
Yeah, Ever. which is now at the Valentine dance. They're yeah. getting that dance. And then, uh, yeah. Yep. That's with the maybe kid. later. Uh, so, think they should have gone for a sequel, or you think they did oh, what they should have done? This was this was fine. I like the killer design, though. I would have like I wouldn't have mind seeing the Sheriff Horseman back again somewhere. Well, well yeah, I want to I want to get to meet the actors that played Adam's parents because because Jeremy's parents both died in a fire, and but Kate had met his parents. Uh, did she yeah. know? Did she meet them, or did she know? Well, regardless, she knew of just, them. The teacher yeah. was the the dad was a teacher, and the uh, mom was a lawyer. Yeah. So I mean, and they, you know, any good detective could have all, uh, pretty quickly uh, found out that that's a BS story from this guy. But he was busy Maybe. trying to hook up with Paige. He might have had it set up well enough. Who knows? If if he'd given the right answers, I mean, first off, he set it up well enough with Kate herself to yeah. defend him. It's I, I've known him a while. This is not him. Uh, he probably didn't follow up much, to be honest. He did his questioning and didn't even tell him to not leave town. She told, or the detective told the other guy, the gold digger, to not leave town. Yeah, I told Campbell to stick around because he was screwed. So overall, like it, dislike it? Would you say, yeah, check it out sometime? That's yeah, check it out sometime. Yeah, yeah, it's all ooh, right. Ooh, ooh, ooh. One more thing, one more thing. So whenever uh, Campbell's trying to rob them and he's trying to make his bank transfer and they ask him to light the pilot light and he throws a fit about it, I, I thought that was amazing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so this this owns me a Porsche. Yeah, yeah sure it it's, like a, it's like I work here. It's kind of why I think it's kind of why like that that particular scene alone could with with what's the man killer? What, what's the killer's name? Is that you say Adam? Yeah, Adam. That scene could cement. Uh, Adam and Dorothy working together. She sends him down there. He could have he could have gone out the pilot by himself without her knowing, but there's no motivation for Adam to do that. I think if you I, figure out a way to do a sequel, you probably do set it up where they were working together and you do some weird, yeah. you know, retcon um, stuff. I think but, the reason uh, that he took out, uh, that Campbell was taken out, was simply for the fact that it would have been some uh, protection for Dorothy, where he couldn't have been able to kill Dorothy, well, because he, did, he didn't know Campbell's intentions. Obviously. So I think just eliminating Campbell. Yeah, 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 I agree with that. But I think that that scene alone would yeah. could could cement. There's enough there. It's like, oh. Who sends Campbell down there? Oh, Dorothy does. He could have, Adam could have blown out the pilot light and just sat there and waited for Dorothy to come down, and he got what he didn't want. He he got Campbell instead of her. Well, but I, he would have also known that they would have just sent the help down there. Yeah, not Dorothy so, herself. That's why it makes more sense that oh, she called down. She knew exactly where he was going to be. And called down him at the pool and said, "Hey, go pi- light the pilot light." 
And so they actually, they don't answer the question, but it, there's a lot that weighs in that Dorothy and Adam are working together on this. And she is a gullible. We already know that. Yep. He could have been lying to her about his intentions. And then he double-crossed her to end up with Kate. Yeah, like the whole, like, you know, I can go ahead and burn my friends. She needs to know that I hate her because I get with your man in the end. Yeah, yeah like where she definitely goes to point out that it's probably Adam to Kate. That that yeah. gives a lot of credence to Brian's theory. Or Brian's like, saying yeah. that they were in it together, really in it together. And there could have been cut stuff, obviously, for time or whatever. But the movie works as is. But at this point, it's almost more than subtext that they were working together. Yeah. Yeah. I like it. I also enjoy that. What's the, what's the final girl? What's her name? The one that lives? Kate. Kate. Yeah. yeah the girl that plays her. There's, there's several date, good Kate. interviews on the, uh, on the Shout Factory Blu-ray. And on her, she's talking about like, taking a horror class at UCLA, you know, and getting to what it's like to be a final girl and stuff. And with Denise, it was fun talking about her, you know, she's like, I like that. She actually loves having her different little cult roles. She was like, you know, it's usually the, uh, the straight guys that like wild things. And it's usually the gay guys that like drop dead gorgeous. And it's kind of both for starship troopers. And I just love that people enjoy them and they like Valentine. Like I, I, there's some people that when they get known for roles from 20 years ago, they resent it. And at least it was nice for her to just be like, it's fun. I like it. You know, I like, yeah. I like any of that, but she was so funny about it. Like she almost said it under her breath. She's like, it's kind of the straight guys that like wild things. Like <laughs> it, was, it was a good interview, but I was surprised to see her do a, you know, a 10 minute interview for the special features. There's some good, I think they've got all the, the main girls interviewed on there. I, I got through two of them before we started recording, so I'm going to check out the rest of it. But uh, Let's do rankings. Let's do the rankings first. Okay. Uh, Zach, your top three uh, Lost Remote it's... podcast. We rank the greatest movie of all time based on the movies we've already only seen here. Nothing else to be included. So this will be our 14th movie. Zach, your top three movies of all time are Scrooged, Evil Dead, and Fright Night. Is Valentine better than those? No, it's not. What would you like to kind of find out? Your middle, the back? <sighs> it's going in the middle. I mean, I'm just throwing a whole bunch in the middle right now. I mean, it's, it's the middle of the road. It's not the worst thing I've ever seen. I will watch it before I watch my bottoms again, uh, my bottom three. So it's just... Yeah, throw it anywhere in the middle. Uh, better or worse than My Bloody Valentine? I actually like it more than My Bloody Valentine. Then okay. uh, better or worse than Basket Case? I do not like it as much as Basket Case. There you go. Perfect. Um, so you have your Valentine stacked up on each other right there in the middle. Mm-hmm. That'll work. <laughs> Brian. Your top three are oh. Batman Returns, Poltergeist, <laughs> and Scrooge. Is it better than any of those? No, I'm afraid not. Um, what what's what's my, what's my bottom four? Bottom four: Hellraiser, Squirm, My Bloody Valentine, and Terror Train. This is 
better than My Bloody Valentine. There you go. Okay. You know what? Let's make it better than Squirm as well. Okay. Let's put it above Squirm. That shouldn't have been too hard. Hearts over that, worms. But what would push it over the edge is that Richard saying my name a lot during the movie. So. What did it? <laughs> Denise Richard Denise saying Richard his name saying a lot. My name. <laughs> I, that would have gotten me a top three, and it would have been on my voicemail. <laughs> Arthur, Johnny Rico, is that you? You know, I mean, like, man, I love Denise Richards and her, you know, little playful voice she would always have. She always had, like, that character, though, of the, yeah, I'm with somebody, but who are you? <laughs> you know, like, um, all right, so my top three... I have Batman Returns, Scrooged, and Fright Night. Stop any of them. Uh, oh, he's I, holding. He's thinking. I think... <laughs> he's going to put it above Fright Night. No, 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 no. Okay, then it's not No, I'm looking, at, I'm looking at my middle <laughs> area. I, I like Basket Case more. But I'm not sure if I like Evil Dead more. <laughs> 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 This is where we really get into the recency bias thing. Yeah, you go to hell on this. <laughs> oh, come on now. Again. I mean, Denise Richards is going to earn I know. this movie some points. We're talking about Evil Dead, not Evil Dead 2, and not yeah. Army of Darkness. Yeah. This is your personal would rather watch. So I if, know. You, if you want to throw it up there, I'm not going to. I'd probably watch I, it over. You know what? I kind of have put fun it where with you words. Want. Because uh -huh. last time we were giving you grief about this, you said we picked your spot of the movie. <laughs> so you put it where you want. Yeah, I no, I, I think I like it a little more than Evil Dead. I just, I like the mid-90s, early, oh, well, early 2000 look. killer. None of us yeah, can ever touch you Evil You want it to be higher? Do -do -do. Number one, Zach? Number one? <laughs> no, you're good. You're good. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just, there's a lot of fun stuff. The art exhibit's ridiculous. The speed dating's fun. Yeah, um, it's it's not terrible. It's it's a pretty fun movie. No, it, it, yeah, it's. I think it's about what it should be on IMDb, where I think it's like a four nine or like a five. Like it it is, but it's like a fun five to me, um, and it's more than a five for me. But it, yeah, it, this, this is a movie you watch to have fun. This is not a movie yeah. you watch for uh, substance. <laughs> Which, if you listen to uh, me and Casey talking on useless knowledge or on here, I I'll pick fun almost every time. It just that's just me. Yeah. Uh, pairings. So you've got somebody over and you're gonna watch Valentine. What do you pair with it? Oh, I know what I'll pair it with. Ryan, go for it. I will pair it with the remake of Carrie. Ooh. The Chloe Marentz Grace, Grace. Yeah, Marantz, yeah, that's yeah, yeah. Hit girl. What? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't uh, want to pair it with the original because the original is better. I want it. I, I and I just want the, I want the film quality to match on this yeah. one particularly. Being you know? a dick in in grades or in high school or whatever has consequences, or being yeah. a dick in has consequences. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, hey, hey, maybe don't lie about sexual assault. <laughs> What are you, which are you watching first? <laughs> uh, we would be watching uh, Valentine first. Yeah. I, I, I feel like the even the remake of Carrie would be more entertaining to me. And you don't want to do Carrie 2 The Rage? No. Which would have been like 2000? No. Okay, just checking. I watched that one at the drive-in over at, by Show West. Mm -hmm. Zach. 
So I am going to pair Angel with his Buffy co-star for the night. I'm oh, going my. to watch I Know What You Did Last Summer with Sarah Michelle Gellar. <laughs> so first that's what I'm uh, second. I would put this first, and then okay. I Know What You Did Last Summer second. Perfect. Also, I like Jennifer Love Hewitt a lot, so. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I had to keep going back and forth. No matter what, it's Denise Richards night. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think I've got to go with the, uh, the more brutal of the movies and we got to do the Tammy and the T-Rex. Oh my God. Uh, and I think that comes second. Zach, you haven't seen it yet. Have you? No, I haven't. All right, Zach. On here. I, 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 I don't want to spoil it. If you're ever going to see it. You will. I will pick it. Oh my. Okay. Well, I'll just say it now for anyone who's watching and is interested in seeing Richards do a sexy dance in lingerie. <laughs> the end of that movie is your go-to. However, there's a caveat that makes it a completely horrific scene, and I'm it creeps me out a lot. <laughs> That's saying something. It's, I, I'm very interested to see this because don't look up with... anything else on it. Don't we'll do we'll do it soon. Oh, I can watch it, it on Showtime. Oh, good, good for you. And Shutter, Shutter had it. Um, yeah. Anyway, it's uh, Denise Richards and Paul Walker. So yeah, yeah it's going to be a fun time. We're... Yeah, it is. We're going to do it. <laughs> I, you know what? That's probably my march. You know, I'll probably just go ahead and lock it in because yeah. Uh, <laughs> If I had thought ahead, we could have done a whole Denise Richards year from me, but we would have run out of something or long after D- Blonde and Blonder, <laughs> which I would not subject us to. Uh, yeah, so uh, anything else to add in there on the rankings or the pairings, guys? Nope. Uh, we are in our new schedule, which is where we're doing three of these a month. We're going to take president's week off because that's just a big holiday around here uh-huh. and then we'll have an episode right at the end of the month uh brian what are we yeah. going to be watching oh uh, you know it's on tubi and i want to get it before it's gone knows when that's going to be so you might want to watch it as soon as possible but we'll be watching demonic toys oh that's right yes demonic toys yeah full awesome. moon Back when they tried. I have got a soft spot for some full moon stuff. And it I, mostly was because of Puppet Master. But yeah. yeah. They like the little bad guys. They do. I <laughs> so I watched a, a filmmaking thing from Charles Band where he's like, try to come up with characters that are marketable on their own. Like with Puppet Master, we did this. And the demonic toys. And then this. And he kept like generating different little small things to sell from a movie. <laughs> like it's not by accident that they no. feature lots of little tiny terrors. Yeah. So yeah, that'll be good. End of the month. Uh if you survive Valentine's, if you survive whatever heartbreak there might be. Yeah. Demonic Let's toys. Just, just to avoid any Valentine's uh dances. We learned last week, and uh, this week, hope you weren't a terrible piece of shit uh, child when you were younger. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Well, then I'm going to just go ahead and avoid the dances. (laughs) Now, um, yeah, thanks, everybody, for joining us. Uh, Check out Useless Knowledge. 
uh, where this week Casey and I will be talking about the movie Valentine, another Valentine-based horror. This will be our first double dip. I will uh, be listening because I'm interested to hear interested to hear Casey's take on it. So yeah, yeah I I th- I know one thing he's going to bring up, and I made sure not to steal his thunder. Uh, we d- so we do don't... it now. <laughs> <laughs> We're not trying to like do the same material, but this one just worked that way. Like this is this is the 20 year anniversary of of, of Valentine because it came out in 2001, yeah. and there is a nice little buzz around it again. People are finding it again. Shout, you know, has the nicer Blu-ray out of, out on it, and there's people like going like, you know what, that was a fun movie and stuff. So it's it's kind of hip to check it out. Me, I didn't know it existed really, or I'd forgotten it existed until last October. Like I mentioned last week, I was watching Urban Legend, and I go, man, what else did this guy make? Because that was fun, and I was like, all right, slasher with Denise Richards, I'm sold. And so I've had it here and I've been waiting to check it out. And so it just worked out, but it is, it is kind of a trendy one to, to pull back up. So uh, we are double dipping this week. It made a nice, I'll have to do homework for one. So you only had to watch one movie this week. Yeah. <laughs> that means I'll just watch WandaVision 10 more times. Anything else you guys checking out and watching Joe Bob Friday night when this episode will drop Friday midday, hopefully. Uh, Yes, I am watching WandaVision, and everybody go watch it. It is amazing. Uh, Elizabeth Olsen is fantastic. Paul Bettany is Paul Bettany, which means he's great. So, yeah, you should go check it out. Brian, any uh, any other watchables to... I'm working my way through Season 3 of Batman the Animated Series. Uh, It's me a little longer because it's... A bit of a shift from the first season, obviously. The Is this the Batman style. and Robin adventure season? Yeah, yeah. That starts, I think, uh, a little earlier than that. They start advertising it as Batman and Robin because it's still Dick Grayson this... in the second season. Then they do Tim Drake, I believe. Is this the... So you're in the character redesigns, right? Yeah. Ah, uh, so speaking of terror... Scarecrow, they really yeah. have this design, man. Yeah, they have the game on that big time. Yeah, much approved. Uh, have you gotten to the uh, the episode with Bane and with everything kind of hitting the wall? I forget what the episode's called. If you you would know it if you have. There's a is good one. It, is it the episode where uh, Barbara Gordon had? Yep. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Yep. Man, that's a heck of a thing. It sure is. So, but, yeah, uh, yeah my plan is when I finish that, uh, they've got Batman Beyond, and I'm just going to roll straight to that. They just added Justice League and Justice League Unlimited as well. Oh, my goodness. Are you serious? Yeah. Uh-oh. Mm-hmm. Then I have, now I have to change my watching schedule. Because I was re-watching the, uh, questions, the question-centric episodes last night, mm. which are great. Yeah, that means I've got to watch. Yeah, I just finished the uh, Firefly episode. That's where I was at. I vaguely remember that one. It's uh, a lot of tech guy. Oh, I mean, I remember him. I'm trying to think of which episode he's involved in. Uh, there's some just tremendous voice acting in there and like really notable people. Um, man, it's it's just such a great treasure trove. What a project those were. Yeah. There's talk with HBO Max with them reviving it and bringing it back. 
in that universe. So well, they have to. They they need to get the same guys back for it. That's for sure. They, they were a big can. deal. That's why. And when I mean same guys, folks, that some of the actors, it's possible of the showrunners. They yeah. were the best reason those shows are great. One hundred percent. Indeed. Good tip. HBO Max. Watch all the Batman's animation. Yep. So. Zach, anything else? What you uh, uh, what are you surprising Anna with for uh, Valentine's? Uh, we do not surprise each other for Valentine's Day. We've it's been a long time. So Anna for Valentine's this year we'll get a uh, some chocolate covered strawberries. Are you gonna take her upstairs and show her a surprise? No. <laughs> there's, there's no surprise after 17 years, man. It's all no. known. <laughs> well, that's because you don't have a piercing. As far as you know. Well, yeah, that's true. I have no idea. So what do you... What, uh, so strawberries and what? <laughs> no, that's that's what we do is we, Stra- uh, we make chocolate-covered chocolate covered strawberries and we eat them. That's what we do for Valentine's every year. So. And then we'll probably get takeout from somewhere. There you go. Love is in the air, ladies and gentlemen. Thanks for joining us once again for the Lost Remote Podcast. Brian, please, if you will, take us home. All right. I, I've mentioned it before, folks. And uh, I'm going to say it again. This whole debacle is because... Okay, okay. Ladies, if you are ashamed of something you've been caught doing, you know, saving face... Hmm, you got to weigh the options. It's like, oh, you know, you got caught kissing the wrong guy. Yeah, he totally jumped on me, and now you, you're going to get somebody hurt. And what? You, well, who do you get hurt? You get him hurt. You ruin his life. You get your friends killed. And now one of your good friends is dating a serial killer. Congratulations. So maybe just either own up to it or tell the bully kids to S. You know, to shut up. You know, screw off. It's my body. I do what I want. I know it's a light one, folks, but just, you know. That's it. No lies.